What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It is November. I, I, it struggles to come out of the mouth, right? It's November 1st. Uh, hopefully your October was amazing. You had a good Halloween, if that is your sort of thing. I was dressed up as a caterpillar because my daughter was a butterfly, and why, why shouldn't dad be a caterpillar? But I hope that you got a lot of good candy and all that stuff. But it is a busy week. It has been a crazy busy week around here. There's been a decent amount of news that has come out. Uh, Microsoft's Ignite conference is also next week, and I'm heading down to Orlando on Sunday. And so it is going to be a crazy busy schedule next week. Uh, may not be as much stuff up uh, up on the YouTube channels as typical, but definitely on Petri.com and Throughout.com are going to be loaded up with news because there is a lot coming fast and furiously. Uh, speaking of things that are coming next week that we know, Surface Pro X will become available. So if you pre-ordered one of those or are curious about Microsoft's foray into the ARM world yet again, you know, put an asterisk, this isn't the first time they're doing it, but they're doing it with a better chip, a better screen, a better product, I honestly think. And so we will see what uh, what uh, what shakes out next week. But um, be on the lookout for your Surface Pro X news. Other things that are happening, there's a large update coming to iOS uh, for Outlook. If you use Outlook, Microsoft is now tying it into Do Not Disturb um, on iPad OS. They're improving the user interface and the side-by-side -side view, which is which is a good thing. And also, what else are they doing? Oh, series so, shortcuts. If you are a big user of that, I am not personally. It will now work with that. I still hold out that they will finally bring Outlook Mobile, the, the mobile version of Outlook on iOS and Android for that matter, over to Windows 10. While the Mail app in Windows 10, it, it, it understands and does the basics fine. Um, I still... The, the iOS and Android version are just really dang good. If you haven't used them, highly recommend that you do because they're they're quite good. Um, and so people, I know people are going to chime in and say, well, why don't you use Outlook that comes with Office 365, the full-blown client? Because it doesn't work with Gmail all that well. doesn't matter. Um, so there you go. Microsoft's built-in mail client actually works, I think, a little bit better. Uh, things that happened late last Friday, Microsoft won the Jedi contract. Now, if you don't know what that is, that is the joint defense uh, initiative where they are basically putting all of their uh, enterprise-grade stuff out on a cloud and it was it was down to Azure and AWS and many people thought AWS was going to win um, but there was some definitely some backdoor politics going on and I'm not going to dive into that stuff but Microsoft won and it's going to be valued at up to 10 billion dollars over the next decade but if you know how government contracts work one they tend to balloon so it wouldn't surprise me if just the contract itself goes beyond $10 billion. But more than likely for Microsoft, the big win here is that other government agencies are gonna now saying like, hey, Jedi's running on Azure. We should probably be running on Azure too because it's gonna make our life a little bit easier. So that's a huge win for Microsoft. I suspect that there's gonna be some lawsuits and other things out of here because um, I think Oracle and IBM and a couple other cloud vendors were not very happy about it. Um, speaking of cloud vendors, by the way, Google Cloud is having an outage this morning that affects this podcast because I use XSplit which I now know uses the Google backend to do all their API tie-ins for their web-based uh, interfaces, is it working right now? So there we go. Uh, whatever. Microsoft had their own issues with MFA earlier this month, uh, or earlier this week, I should say, where multi-factor authentication was not working. So everybody's got issues, but that stuff is uh, whatever. Anyways, Microsoft won that. Uh, Windows 10X, by the way, which is not coming out, even though the Surface Pro X is coming out, Windows 10X comes out next year. When Microsoft announced it, they said, hey, it's only running on foldable devices. Uh, when I was writing about Windows Lite in a while ago, I kept saying, hey, this is going to be like on, on low-end laptops. Well, Microsoft didn't announce that, but they put a document on a public-facing web server and somebody conveniently found it and then shared it with everybody and says, hey, Windows 10X is absolutely coming to laptops. We don't know about desktops yet, but it's just 
it makes complete sense that they would bring it elsewhere, especially if it's a success on the uh, on the foldable Neo and Duo style devices. Although the, the the Android version technically isn't running Windows 10X, so I don't know why I would include that one. So there you go. Um, Apple revenue this week, they announced $64 a billion, uh, up 2% year over year, which is, it, it, it's good. Like, there's no other way to say, like, you guys made $64 billion in revenue. That's bad. Well, it, it's absolutely a monstrous amount of money. They continue to sell lots of iPhones. But one of the things Apple is dealing with, and I, I do tend to think they're navigating this fairly well, is that they're they're at a good saturation point, right? They, they can only sell so many iPhones per quarter because there's only so many people buying new smartphones per quarter. And I think they're around that, which is why they don't report units anymore. Uh, and they're pivoting to the services model, right? They have an Apple credit card now. Uh, they have Apple TV, Apple Arcade, Apple Music, and all that is going to be what would be known as net new revenue growth. And it, it's starting to catch hold and Apple is doing just fine. I don't think Apple's falling off a cliff. I don't think the iPhone's going anywhere. iPad is actually doing fairly well, given, um, given how long it's been around and it's still basically the same thing. So overall, I would say it's a a decent quarter. Is it their best one in showing like major growth in new segments? No, but at the same time, they're, it's $64 billion. You can't look at that lump sum of money and be like, oh man, they're in trouble. Like Apple is doing perfectly fine. And speaking of large sums of money, Google has bought Fitbit for $2.1 billion. So that is... I have a lot of mixed feelings about this because one, Google Google is fine as a company. They have they do a lot of neat things and Fitbit was a good alternative to uh, to an Apple Watch. Like I personally use an Apple Watch, but if you're not gonna if you don't want to buy an Apple Watch, I've always just recommended Fitbits. Fitbits are good products. And now that Google owns them, it tells us two things. One, Wear OS is is dead because why would Google be buying Fitbit or they're going to like shoehorn Wear OS onto a Fitbit, which just doesn't sound like a good idea. Um, and two, some people just don't generally like Google at all. And so recommending them a Fitbit isn't gonna be really a good they're probably not going to want to do that anymore. You know, choose your own personal beliefs if you want to support Google. I'm not going to tell you either way. Um, I mean, I've bought Stadia controller. I have Android devices. You know, every company has their own skeletons in the closets, if you will. The one thing that does creep me out is what will now be possible. And, and Google better not do this if they're smart. You could imagine you're browsing the internet because Google now owns how much you're walking per day. Um, you could be like just browsing. You're like, ah, I need new shoes. And then it pops and says, hey, Brad, you haven't hit your move goal today. Why don't you take a walk in the banner ad placement instead of like a normal ad? That would be creepy, but Google technically could do it now because they will have all that data. And they realistically, they could have done it before with Wear OS. So I don't think they're going to do it, but you know, just a little food for thought. But now, yeah, Google, Google's snatching them up. And so Fitbit uh, is now gone. But you also have companies like Garmin. Garmin makes a good wearable product if you are really, really into fitness. Um, I think they, they skew a little bit higher up on the like purely dedicated for fitness. Fitbits, especially their more watch variants, can they're not like hardcore dedicated fitness. They also do general purpose closer to Apple Watch style things. Uh, but they're, they're good devices. And so I hope, I hope the team uh, makes a transition well into Google and that they don't get I hope that everything goes well. That is that is what I'm going to say on that. Um, gaming news this week. So Microsoft has enabled home streaming for a lot of people. So if you are in the beta programs of the Xbox, which I can touch over here, um, you can't see it, but I can touch it. That's the Taco Bell box. Uh, a lot more people have access to that. And so what I need to do here is compare it to xCloud. Now I've, I've used it in, in my house and it feels honestly a lot like xCloud. The latency, it, and I'm hoping it's not just placebo, feels faster like it feels faster, like it, like it's better and more responsive, which make more sense because it's a physically closer connection. 
but I should probably do a deeper dive between xCloud and home streaming. But what at the end of the day, this is great. I, I, even if you never use this, just having the option to home stream in your house is neat, right? Having Being able to play the games you want in more ways without, at least as of right now, having to pay an additional fee, that's fantastic. I suspect that maybe Microsoft might bundle this into like Game Pass or something, um, at least xCloud. I don't know about home streaming. I hope it stays that way, stays free, quote unquote, free forever. Uh, but yeah, it's available now to a lot of people in the beta program. Give it a shot. I think it's worth trying out and uh, let me know what you think. And so uh, other things happening, Games with Gold for November were, were announced. Sherlock Holmes, uh, The Devil's Daughter, uh, The Final Station, Star Wars, Jedi Starfighter, and Joyride Turbo are all uh, headed to Games with Gold. And then also Microsoft announced this week, Xbox All Access is returning and it's giving you a pathway to Scarlet. The TLDR version is there are three SKUs, starting with the Xbox One All Digital Edition at $19.99 a month, all the way up to the Xbox One X at $30.99 a month. And paying those monthly fees, you get uh, the console um, and then 24 months of Game Pass Ultimate. Now, if you buy the Xbox One X, after you make 12 payments, so effectively a year, you can, you'll be able to trade in your console towards a Scarlet, which gives us a hint, but we already knew this, that the Scarlet console will be launching in uh, the holiday season, which I suspect it'll probably be about a year from now, sometime in the month of November would be my, my rough guess. That is just speculation, not actually based on any fact as of this time. But if you are thinking about buying an X, this might actually be a better pathway because you're gonna, yes, you're gonna pay about 360 bucks and then you'll get the console and you'll get all the games at $30, $31 a month, I should say. But you don't own the hardware, you turn it in. The big unknown and the reason why I hesitate saying this is a great value is we don't know what, what the exchange rate here is for Xbox One X to if you're getting money off of a Scarlet. I'm assuming you would. I'm assuming you would get some sort of discount for that, but I don't quite know yet. That That is the thing we don't know. The only thing we do know is that you have to trade in your console at the retailer where you sign up for Xbox All Access, so choose wisely about where you are going to send your dollars. Last thing is PlayStation 4 hit 103 million consoles sold. No other way to slice it. That is fantastic news for Sony and PlayStation and gamers around the world. That gaming, consoling, and all that good stuff is still alive and well. And uh, anytime somebody sells 100 million of anything, that's a, that's a significant milestone. That's a lot of PlayStations that have rolled out. So hats off to Team Blue. Uh, that, that's just generally speaking good news. So guys, I didn't have time to do questions this week because it is crazy busy next week for me. And I've got a lot of stuff I still got to get done um, for, for just Ignite and just general purpose stuff around for the websites. And so no questions this week. That should hopefully return next week once my life settles down just a smidgen. Um, I'm going to be in Orlando. If you're down there, make sure to shout out, uh, message me on Twitter, and I'll try to see if we can arrange a time to meet up or whatever. But I get in, uh, let's see, I leave Sunday and I get back Thursday morning. So it's, it's going to be a long trip, but I'm looking forward to it. Ignite is always a lot of fun. And to everybody else, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch all of you right back here next time.